It's such a good vibration. It's such a sweet sensation. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Welcome. Welcome, 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 baby. Welcome back to A Star's Born, the podcast hosted by Chris Arneson. That's me. I'm Chris Arneson, and I'm your host. And this is my podcast, episode two. And if you haven't already guessed it, we're going to be talking about Mark Wahlberg, baby. <laughs> Why do I keep saying baby? I don't know. Why am I talking like this? Who knows? I know one thing, though. We're about to get into some Marky Mark. So, if you haven't already listened to the first episode of the podcast, I talked about Will Ferrell. Maybe you've heard of him. A comedic actor. A comedian. A comic, like he, like he talked about on the back of... Judd Apatow's book, Remember? Remember that? We talked about that. That was all sorts of fun. All sorts of fun that we had in episode one. Talking about our buddy Will Ferrell. But that's not what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about Marky Mark today. So let's get into it. First... Let me tell you a little bit about what this podcast is and what the goals of the podcast are. But first, before that, let me tell you who I am as a person. I'm Chris Arneson. My last name, A-R-N-E-S-O-N. And I'm a writer, an author from Bothell, Washington, living in Pullman, Washington, Right now I'm in my apartment across the street from Washington State University. It looks like Game of Thrones out there. Winter is coming. I never watch that show. Do people talk like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger? Winter is coming. Yeah, winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> but it is snowy. It is bright. The sun was out today, so it was like it was it was blinding out there. It's, get that snow blindness, snow snow blindness. Oh man, got work on my talking. Anyway, it's freezing. Man, it hasn't been above thirty-two degrees and. Weeks here, man. Man, it's cold here in Pullman. So, I'm an author. I have a couple books on Amazon. You can purchase them on Amazon. First one is called Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. That's the whole title. Yeah, if you didn't notice, it's a long title. Sorry. I didn't think about that when I was naming the book, because I didn't... I guess I just wasn't thinking about it. Having to say the whole thing every time I tell someone what it is. So, that is a novel. It's a fiction 
a fictional novel if you're into those sorts of things. Um, it's an adventure story. It's a caper centered around a bake sale, a middle school bake sale. So um, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, it's a it's just a fun little novel. Um, that's my first book, and then my second one is called What's in the Fridge. That one is a nonfiction. It's inspirational, motivational, spiritual. Um, I like to. I don't really like to say self help. It's just all those other things, you know. Because I mean, the book's not gonna help you. You know, you gotta do it yourself, man. You know. But um, yeah, and there's also some pop culture short stories in there too, mixed in. So that's lots of fun. So that one's called What's in the Fridge. Um, go ahead, check out my website, christtheauthor.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-H-E-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Christtheauthor.com. You can follow me on Twitter at christtheauthor8. Um, check that out. And check out my blog. It is the goat one the number one dot blogspot.com so i do a lot of writing on there so check that out um yeah that's i think that's all for the get those plugs out of the way at the beginning of the podcast and i'll probably remind you again at the end working my npr fresh air voice over here just nice and smooth listening for you <laughs> so Anyway, I wanted to talk about, before we get into Mark Wahlberg, before we get into Marky Mark, I would like to talk about the Super Bowl, because I forgot to address that on the first episode of the show, and it's kind of a big deal. Um, A lot of you, you probably care a lot about the Super Bowl, maybe some of you put some money on it, maybe some of you bet the house on it, who knows, man, you bet the condo on it. It's a big deal for a lot of people, so especially if you're a Patriots fan or a Rams fan. So, and it also has some connections to Mark Wahlberg, as you probably know. Marky Mark hails from Boston. He's probably, well, he is a huge Patriots fan. I think he's, I think it's known that he's friends with. Tom Brady. I think that's like a known fact. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I could be making stuff up, but from what I, from what I understand, <laughs> I believe Marky Mark and Tom Brady are, are friends, but I'm going to go ahead and I don't know why I say that. Don't, I mean, don't they just seem like they probably hang out, right? I mean, hasn't, has Tom Brady, has he been entourage? I mean, I'm sure Tom Brady's been on trash. I could have pulled this up beforehand, but I'm going through my archive of writing for a website called thesportquotient.com. You can search my name there and find all my writing. But right now, I'm pulling up a Man, I wrote I wrote over a hundred over a hundred columns in articles for that website. So it's like 
Man, if you want some reading, if you're looking for some good reading, some mostly sports-related stuff, man, let's see if I can find this. This is good pod right here. Just me just looking for... Here we go. Here we go. It's Tom Brady and Terry Rozier. A text conversation. If you don't know, Terry Rozier is a guard for point guard for the Boston Celtics. So let me just read you a little it's a little article I wrote here. So here we go. Tom, how's your hair game? Terry, huh? Tom, what's your main flow rate? Terry, what do you mean? Tom, how's the old mop head? Terry, are you speaking English? Tom, what's your follicle count? Terry, what does this have to do with the playoffs? Tom, do you have your locks locked down? Terry, locked down? Tom, got any stranded strands? Terry, listen, Tom, this is a really important series against the Bucks. And Tom, the moose? Terry, no, Tom, the Bucks. And they have this really good player named the Greek Freak. And Tom, oh, I hear the Greeks have good hair. Terry, I'm sure they do. Anyway, do you have any ideas for how we can slow him down? Tom, relax, man. Stop wigging out. Terry, all right, all right, I'm calm. What's the game plan? Tom, maybe if you give Aaron Baines... A jerry curl wig, then you bleach. Terry, does everything come back to hair with you? Tom, of course not. I have more layers than that. Terry, then why do you only ever talk about hair? Tom, it's the highlight of my day. Terry, that makes sense. Tom, don't comb over the (laughs) fact... Sorry. Don't comb over the fact that I'm trying to help you win. Terry, it doesn't even matter if we win or lose. Nothing is permanent. Tom, now you're speaking my language. So, if Brad Stevens quaffs, Terry, enough. Tom, hey, don't bristle at me. Terry, sorry, it's just that I feel like I'm getting burned by both sides. Tom, here's the plan. Just keep banging into the paint. You got to keep the bangs coming. Terry, okay, good, good. Tom, don't be afraid to tussle him up. Terry, right on. Tom, try not to taper off late in the game. Terry, that's why we work so hard in the offseason. Tom, look forward to the tip-off. Don't dread it. Terry, why do I feel like you're just blowing hot air at me? Tom, that's why they call me the human hair dryer. And scene. Wow, that was quite the. Man, I do not remember that going that way. <laughs> oh, man. Tweet me. Tweet me and let me know what you think. Check out, check out my other writing at thesportsquotient.com. Um, I think I wrote some, if you like that, 
excuse me, just drink some water. Mmm. Mmm, mmm. Oh, get that dead air, baby. Man, that's tasty water. Oh, that ice cold. Man, if you like that, Tom Brady, Terry Brogier text conversation, then check out my other writing friend, thesportsquotient.com. But, um, yeah, check out my books. Check out my Twitter. You can look at my Facebook, Chris Arneson. But, yeah, let's get into the podcast. Let's, let's, enough of this plug stuff. Um, I think, I think we should, we should get into what this podcast is really all about. And what this podcast is really all about is we're going to go through Mark Wahlberg's filmography on IMDb. And right now I'm going to take a bite of this Pop-Tart right now, uh, cookies and cream. Sorry if you don't like chewing on the mic. I don't know if you can hear that right now, but I just don't want to leave you hanging, you know? It's actually not even a real Pop-Tart. It's more, it's a great value. It's like a knockoff Pop-Tart brand. This just is good. Throw it in the toaster. You can't tell the difference. So, let's get into the podcast. (laughs) I'm scrolling right now through Mark Wahlberg's IMDb. He has 65 acting credits. His first credit is 1990. New Kids on the Block, Step by Step, a video short. Then we have New Kids on the Block Games, a video short. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, I Need Money, video short. He plays Marky Mark, of course. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Good Vibrations. So, so far he's, he hasn't stepped into the acting realm yet. Kind of boring. Oh, I dropped my highlighter. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to Highlighter. If you want to sp- sponsor the podcast, reach me on one of my social media platforms. Let's jump into one of these other segments that we can cross out the Super Bowl. Actually, what am I ta- what am I talking about? We never even we never even discussed the Super Bowl. We got too distracted by Tom Brady in that column. Um we never even we never even talked about the Super Bowl. I think, in my opinion, it was pretty boring, honestly. I would have rather, probably probably rather seen a game like that uh, Rams-Chiefs game. What was that, like a Monday night in like October? It was like 54 to 51 or something. But, uh... I think that would have been a little more exciting than just watching a a boring game like that Super Bowl. Was, I mean, man. And then the halftime show with Maroon 5 and, I mean, that was okay. But 
who else was big boy was at halftime and oh excuse me and um who was it who was the other rapper um travis scott travis scott was he's one of the better up-and-coming rappers he's good i enjoyed him so yeah it was honestly a pretty boring super bowl all around I think that's probably like the consensus from most people. Let's see what else we got. Wahlburgers. Well, I guess let's save that for later, because um, that will probably be in his IMDb page. We'll talk about that later. I want to mention the Seattle SuperSonics and the NBA. I just want to give a shout out to my former favorite. NBA franchise, the Seattle Supersonics. Um, used to go to games with my family growing up, so that was always that was always something. Wait, eat some more of my pop tart right now. Mm-mm-mm. By the way. Mm, mm, excuse me. Pop Arts, if you want to sponsor the show, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or ChrisTheAuthor.com or one of my other social media platforms. Pop Tarts or Great Value Pop Tarts. Whoever wants to sponsor the show, hit me up. But anyway. Going to Sonics games was always one of my favorite things to do growing up. I mean, first of all, we had one of the best mascots. We had one of the best mascots in the whole NBA. Remember the Squatch, the the giant the Sasquatch dude who would jump off trampolines and do like 360 dunks between the legs and stuff and just catch alley-oops from Gary Payton and stuff and no Gary Payton never threw him that'd be funny if just during a timeout just Gary Payton just turns around and throws an alley-oop to the squatch I wish I would have seen that happen but anyway squatch was probably the best mascot of all time maybe the Phoenix Suns gorilla is probably up there as a rival I would say um but uh Man, just going to Sonics games was back when they had Gary Payton and Richard Lewis and Ray Allen. Oh, man. We went to the playoffs and we had Ray Allen. Oh, that was awesome. Like, going to Key Arena. Like, that's like, I think it's the reason why they left. It's because Key Arena is so not such, not such a good NBA-ready re- arena, but... I always like Kirina personally, but I guess it didn't live up to David Stern's standards. And yeah, but then you got to blame the Starbucks guy to Howard Schultz. Um, yeah, <laughs> got to stop saying, come on, Chris, stop saying, um, Chris. <laughs> anyway, stop saying, anyway, Chris, my, the podcast coach comes out. Going to Sonics games was, that's up there with going to Mariners games. 
because I was always a huge basketball fan. I mean, still, I'm a huge basketball fan. It's weird. That's how big of a basketball fan I am. Is I still like the NBA is still my favorite league, despite the fact that they stole, they took our franchise. They let the Sonics leave and go to Oklahoma City. I can't believe it. Man, that's like something I'll, that's something I'll never forget until, until we get a team again, which, I don't know, what do you think the odds are? Hit me up. Maybe I'll throw a Twitter poll up there. What are the odds that Seattle gets an NBA team in the next decade? I mean, I know we're getting, excuse me. Getting an NHL team. I mean, I guess that's pretty cool, but. Mm, mm. Drink some water. Sorry. Ah, just got back from. Speaking of basketball, just got back from playing basketball. That's like my favorite. It's my favorite workout. Just going, just shooting some hoops. Maybe get in on. I think two on two is probably two on two or three on three. Even three on three, there can sometimes be a ball hog and you don't get the ball as much as you would like. But two on two is that's that's the way to do it. I think half court. I like going half court. But I like just shooting hoops by myself. If you just give me an open gym and a basketball and some hoop, just a hoop, and it's just. I could just be in there for hours, you know, and just hanging out, just <laughs> listen to music, you know, maybe throw on a podcast or two, maybe maybe throw on some Kill Tony. That's what I was listening to this morning. I was listening, they were over in um, England. That was pretty cool, man. Do a live podcast in, in England, dude. Can you imagine that? They were just in Ireland. It's like... Wow. But if you don't know Kill Tony, let me explain it to you. It's a podcast. It's a live podcast based in Los Angeles at the Comedy Store, hosted by Tony Hinchcliffe. And he draws a bunch of names out of a bucket. And when that name gets drawn, that person comes up. It's a young comedian, usually, or old. Doesn't It's not age limited but um they do 60 seconds of comedy and there's usually a guest and and then Tony Hinchcliffe and the guests will they'll they'll judge they'll basically make jokes about them and interview they'll inter they'll inter excuse me interview the um person and um yeah, and there's a band too, which is a big aspect of it. Jeremiah Watkins is the leader of the band. He plays a saxophone, and um, yeah, Joel Berg, Joel Jimenez is in there, and it's the the band does characters. So each week they'll play a different character throughout the show. So sometimes they'll be like Italian gangsters or like. Like this past week, they just did like feminists. They did they play females, so they do like feminist Stacy is Jeremiah, 
and they did Jolena. Um, but yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's just funny stuff. So, uh, why am I talking about another podcast of my podcast? Because that's what we do on Stars Born. There's no rules on this podcast, baby. We can, we might just spin off and just start talking about other podcasts. You might not even you know not even gonna know what hit you. Yeah. Speaking of Jeremiah Watkins, he has another podcast I listen to. Yeah, we're gonna talk about more podcasts. It's called Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah Wonders. It's good. He interviews usually comedians. They do a lot of fake call-ins and stuff, and it's funny. So yeah, those are a couple podcasts I subscribe to. So that's pretty fun, right? (laughs) That's some fun stuff. Speaking of basketball, let's get back to the NBA. So I just want to mention, I did a couple episodes of a podcast called The Basketball Show. I did those in December of 2016. If you're interested in listening to those, you can check them out. They're on this feed called The Basketball Show. Maybe I'll... You might see a return of that show. Who knows? But I haven't been watching as much basketball lately because we don't have the cable. So we just... In my apartment, so um, yeah, I'll just watch like Netflix or something usually if I'm gonna watch something. So I haven't been watching as much NBA lately this year, but uh, who's I want to throw something out there? This might be a Twitter poll. Who knows? Who do you think is the best player in the NBA right now? Some of you might be saying. Oh, it's obviously still LeBron. LeBron's the best. Others might say, it's got to be KD, Kevin Durant, or Steph Curry. It's got to be one of the Warriors. Think about that. Mmm. Eat my Pop-Tart right now. Excuse me. Not Pop-Tart, great value. Great value. Knockoff Pop-Tart. Mm. Cookies and cream is like one of the best underrated flavors out there. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Others say, what about the Greek freak? Aren't the Bucks like, I'm pretty sure that they have the best record. I could check, but I'm too lazy right now. I think they have the best record in the East right now. And the Greek Freak is obviously their best player. So he's pretty much just leading the best team in the conference right now. Man, honestly, if you're going to ask me... I mean, other people might even say... I don't know, that's it's crazy, but lots of people think Russell Westbrook might be up there in the conversation... Just because he's always throwing up those triple-doubles. He's like averaging a triple-double. So it's like, you got to give some respect to that. I think, in my humble opinion, my humble 
basketball opinion. It's not expert by any means. Just from a fan perspective, I think Greek Freak is the best player right now, honestly. I think he's going to just keep getting better. His only problem is he doesn't have a jump shot. (laughs) Everybody knows. I mean, he's got to get that jump shot. I mean, if he did, though, he'd be absolutely unstoppable. Because he can just blow by anyone just going for a dunk anytime he wants, it seems like. But, he, I mean, it's just he's got those ridiculous dimensions. It's like seven foot with like a seven. What's his wingspan, you think? It's like, I'm not going to look it up. Too lazy to look it up. But I think his wingspan is like seven, six or something. It's like seven and a half feet. It's in something insane like that. I think another one of those guys in the conversation for best players probably Kawhi Leonard. But his only problem is he can't really stay healthy. So it's like if Kawhi could stay healthy, he'd definitely be in that conversation. But I mean, I'm definitely rooting for him, though. He's like, have you heard him laugh? Have you heard Kawhi Leonard's laugh? It's like it sounds like a robot. He's like. Ha 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 and he's going to be unstoppable. He's going to be MVP. Actually, he'll probably win MVP this season, right? I haven't really looked at the numbers too much, but I think Greek Freak's numbers are just ridiculous. So, hey, kind of random right here, but I'm going to give you some homework as a listener. Thanks for listening to A Stars Born Episode 2. I'm your host, Chris Arneson. If you just tuned into the podcast at this time, if you just turned the radio dial to the uh, Stars Born Podcast Network, I'm going to give you some homework. Share this podcast with one of your friends or family members. Tell one of your coworkers about it when you're sitting at the water cooler and they're trying to tell you about their softball game or like their kid's golf match or something something boring just be like hey man have you ever heard of this podcast called a star is born it's really fun they talk about movies and stuff it's just this it's this writer dude from pullman washington he does it from his apartment he likes to get goofy and have some fun so i mean i don't know that's that's how you do it that i'm laying it out for you right now um yeah tell your Tell your grandma about it. I mean, you never know. Maybe maybe your grandpa's favorite actor is Mark Wahlberg. It's like, he could be listening to this right now and just having a, a ball. But he doesn't know because you didn't tell him about it. So your homework is to tell tell five friends and family members. Five friends and five family members about this podcast. Share it with them. And go ahead and 
And hop on Amazon and buy my book while you're at it, too. I mean, get both of them if you want. I would if I was you. That's just me. I'm just spitballing here. Anyway, I think we should get back to the show. Oh, wait. There is one thing that I did want to talk about before we got into the show. I mean, we're well in the show by now, but... There's something I wanted to talk about briefly. A lot of you are probably wondering, Chris, why did you choose the title, A Star is Born? That's so goofy. I mean, it's already that movie, the Lady Gaga movie. Like, why did you choose the same title for your podcast? And you know why? I don't really have a good reason. I was just... I guess I was just trying to be funny. I mean... It does sound like a good podcast where you talk about actors, though, is what I thought. I guess that was my thought process. Um, I haven't even seen the movie. Was it good? Have you seen it? Have you seen A Star is Born? Write in to me and let me know if you have. But, yeah, I w- I'd like to see it, though. I mean, I, I just thought it'd be a good name for a podcast. So, So that's that. That's what I wanted to talk about there for a second. And I also wanted to say another thing. You know how at the end of last week's episode, or not last week, it was yesterday. <laughs> it's funny, I'm saying, seems like it would be last week, but no. Because it's Friday afternoon right now, February 22nd. And I'm talking to you live right now from Pullman, Washington. So. Anyway, last night when I recorded that podcast, the Will Ferrell episode, we ranked his top three movies, but I wanted to add a fun twist to it and also do his bottom three movies. Oh, what? No way. Oh, man. So now I have to obviously did not pre-prepare this segment in the least so right now i'm hopping on will ferrell's imdb page so i can look up what his bottom three movies are we already did his top three remember what his top three were in my opinion i had Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, ranked number one. I had Step Brothers, number two. And I had Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, number three. And then I said I would have had Old School, number four. So right now, I'm going to throw out his bottom three. Oh, here, here we go. So if you remember from yesterday... One of the movies that really got on my nerves. It got my nerves for some reason. Bottom three. Land of the Lost. From 2009. Okay. So there's one. Semi-Pro. That's another one. That's another one I didn't really like. So there's two. And now we just got to get a third one. Let's see. A third bottom three. We're going now. We're going too far back. We got to go to movies that we know. 
You like how I'm... This is live, as if you couldn't tell. If you couldn't tell, this is a live segment where I am scrolling through Will Ferrell's... Oh, here we go. Zoolander 2. Remember I talked about how much I despised that movie? Well, it made the cut for the bomb three. That's the worst one of all of them. So, that's the worst one. So, we got Zoolander 2, Land of the Lost, and... um, (laughs) What was that? Oh, and Semi-Pro. Semi-Pro. Okay. So, there we go. Check that off. Now, um... Let's get back to, um... Let's get back to the show, shall we? Here we go. So... We have another Marky Mark. We, he's Marky Mark and MC Hammer, Too Legit to Quit, a video short from 1991. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Wild Side, a video short from 1991. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Make My Video, a video game from 1992. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Gonna Have a Good Time, a video short from 1992. Oh my gosh, so much Marky Mark. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, You Gotta Believe, a video short from 1992. (laughs) Prince Ital Joe featuring Marky Mark, Happy People. Alright, so that's all that Marky Mark stuff. Now, for his first legit credit, it's not Marky Mark. Oh, wait, I spoke too soon. He plays Marky Mark in the Ben Stiller show. Our old friend Ben Stiller, we might see him in a future episode. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. Uh, Never saw the Ben Stiller show, though. It's from 1993. It's from the year I was born. (laughs) I mean, not that I can't watch stuff from the year I was born. Of course you can. Why not? Okay. Then he's in something called Out All Night, a TV series from 1993. He plays, you guessed it. Hey, did you guess Marky Mark? Yeah, that's who he plays. One sec. Give me a second here, okay? I'm doing this by myself, okay? Let me, I need to eat. I need to, I need to refuel my energy with some hearty Pop-Tarts. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm. Mm. These are like a million times better when you toast them. That's a little life hack for you guys out there. If you didn't already know it, you got to be toasting your Pop-Tarts or knockoff Pop-Tarts. It makes them a million times better. Anyway, so he plays Marky Mark in Out All Night, 1993. He's in a TV movie called The Substitute. He plays Ryan Westerberg. He's credited as Marky Mark. So I think he, did he use it? He might have officially went by Marky Mark. Like, 
I don't think he even used the name Wahlberg back then. That's crazy. Anyway, what? I guess it's just crazy because... Because I wasn't... Because I was a baby. And I was like... What if I was a huge Marky Mark fan though? I was like one year old. That'd be so funny. So then he's in some other stuff. as Marky Mark. He's in... A movie... Oh, it looks like the first legitimate movie here. In 1994, he plays Private Tommy Lee Haywood in a movie called Renaissance Man. Have not seen that one. I'm going to click on Renaissance Man. Let's do some research. Let's see what this is about. The first thing I'm noticing is it's 128 minutes. Holy, holy cow, that's a... It's a long movie. Um, it's a comedy drama. A failed businessman is hired by the army to teach a group of underachieving recruits in order to help them pass basic training. Okay. So, who who plays the failed businessman? Oh, Danny DeVito. Holy cow. So you're telling me Danny DeVito is training people? Is that what is that what you're telling me right now? That sounds like a great movie. Um, then he's in some more Marky Mark stuff. He's in a movie called The Basketball Diaries. Where he plays Mickey. Never seen The Basketball Diaries, but I do like basketball movies. My favorite basketball movie is probably... Coach Carter's good movie. That's a... Coach Carter's good, and um, Hoosiers is good. Um, there's not as many good basketball movies as there should be. I would like to see Teen Wolf. That Teen Wolf is a movie I'd like to see. Um, man, Hoosiers is kind of <laughs> it's kind of tough to watch now. I mean, it seems kind of how, what I what do you say like? They're just not as progressive as people are now nowadays, I guess I guess is the way to put it. But <laughs> excuse me. I'd like to see Teen Wolf. That's like a basketball movie. Um and then <clears throat> excuse me. Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> I'd like to see Teen Wolf. Um, is Tom Cruise in a basketball movie? That sounds like a definitely going to be a future episode right there. Get ready for that one. Eat more of my pop tart. Mm-mm. Just finished the first pop tart. In case you were wondering, still got one left on deck. Is Tom Cruise in a basketball movie, though? He'd be like a good... He's like a backup point guard or something. I want to get back to... To Danny DeVito. And just say that... He's in one of my favorite shows of all time. Something for you to add... To your Netflix queue. Like we talked about yesterday. In the Will Ferrell episode. The first episode. In case you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that one. 
Um, yeah, we talked about... <laughs> Wait, now, I, now I'm making myself forget. We talked about some of my favorite TV shows and stuff that you should watch in your Netflix queue. We said you should put, in a world, in a world, let me do my music, my movie mind voice in a world where movies are shown on Netflix in a world. And I can't remember the other ones I told you to put on your Netflix. Oh, Freaks and Geeks. Um, but yeah, you got to add, now I'm saying... I'm all over the place right now, sorry. <laughs> Drink that, it's that iced coffee, I tell you. I, it's that iced coffee, it's got my mind, it's got my mind going a mile a minute, man. You gotta throw, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, in your Netflix queue. Starring Danny DeVito. That is one of the funniest shows of all time. I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard of it and probably watched it. But in case you haven't, it's about, was it five friends who own a bar in Philadelphia? And they're just, they're pretty much just bad people. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And it's pretty much just follows their adventures, just hurting people and leaving a trail of tears as they burn through Philadelphia. It's crazy. It's, it's a hilarious show, though. It's a comedy. Excuse me one second. Mm-mm. Gotta stay hydrated when you're podcasting, man. It's like rule number one of podcasts. Stay hydrated. So, yeah. I'm throwing Netflix. Um, throw a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on your Netflix queue there. Um, that'd be fun if Mark Wahlberg was on It's Always Sunny. Speaking of Mark Wahlberg, let's get back to his filmography. He is in Fear. He plays David McCall. Never saw it. Never saw Fear. That's like, what, Reese Witherspoon? Um, she'll definitely have an episode of A Star is Born in the future. Reese Witherspoon is one of my favorite actresses. Actors or actresses, whatever you want to say. Um... One of my favorite movies that she's in is Wild. It's the one where she hikes, goes on that really long hike. Such a good movie. Even if you even if you've never been hiking before, I would still recommend watching that movie. It might sound crazy, but if you've never even been to the woods in your whole life, if you just spent your whole life on Manhattan, Living in New York City, never seeing the forest. <clears throat> I would say you have even more reason to go see Wild. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Holy cow. Yeah. Th- that's for another episode, though, because... Sorry, Reese. This isn't your episode yet. Maybe next... Maybe next one. Um, Traveler. He plays... He plays Pat in Traveler. I've never heard of that movie. Boogie Nights. He plays Eddie Adams slash Dirk Diggler. Never never seen Boogie Nights either, but I've heard a lot about that movie. Well, it's like the He plays like the porn star, right? It's a movie about a porn star. 
What a weird movie to go to with your parents. What if... What if you went to Boogie Nights with your parents and you didn't know what it was about? Oh my gosh, that'd be funny. I mean, it wouldn't be funny for you, but... It'd be funny for the guy behind you. That's for... That's for sure. Um, Then he's in... Something called The Big Hit. He plays Melvin Smiley. Uh, let's let's go for fun. Let's see what let's see who else is in the big hit. Lou Diamond was that Lou Diamond Phillips? Christina Applegate. Okay. Christina Applegate from Anchorman. Speaking of Will Ferrell. The big hit. A socially anxious hitman, Melvin Smiley, an expert in his lucrative field, goes on a job and falls in love with his kidnapping victim, turning his world upside down in a world. Okay, sounds sounds like a Mark Wahlberg movie. Then he's in The Corrupter. He plays Danny Wallace. This is 1999. I still have not seen any of these Mark Wahlberg movies. We are still looking for the first Mark Wahlberg movie that Chris Arneson has seen. <laughs> I just talk, start talking in third person only. <laughs> nah, but um, 1999, he was in Three Kings. He plays Troy Barlow. Have not seen Three Kings either. I think, did did that movie get nominated for an Oscar? Tweet me if you want. Let me know. Chris Author Eight is my Twitter. Let me know if Three Kings got nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if it did, but then in two thousand he's in The Yards. Leo Handler. Never heard of that movie. He's in The Perfect Storm in two thousand. He plays Bobby Shatford. 2001, here's something we've heard of at least. I mean, I don't think I've seen this one though. He's in Planet of the Apes, Captain Leo Davison. Man, there's just a bunch of stuff. We're just rolling through these Mark Wahlberg. Let's let's slow down for a second. Holy cow. We're we're making making hay right now on his IMDB page. First I want to check. I want to see, does Mark Wahlberg have a Twitter? That's something I want to know. In something I probably could have researched beforehand. Um, nah, it doesn't look like anything interesting. So let's skip that segment. <laughs> I was thinking about, maybe we'll do that in the future. Reading a tweet from the actor, actress. We'll save that for a future future person. Um, let's see what else we got here. Let's take a little break from the uh, from the Mark Wahlberg filmography, and I'm gonna hop on over, walk on over to the old microwave on the ground. If you'll remember from the first episode, it is um, a microwave in the corner of my room. Sitting on the ground, unplugged, not plugged in. Um, because I brought it, 
I thought we might not have a microwave, but I just moved into this apartment in the beginning of this year, so yeah, new new places, new faces, you know what I mean? I want to talk about a couple, it's a fun little segment here, if you remember last episode, we talked about Will Ferrell's SNL box set that I have sitting in my room over by the microwave but Mark Wahlberg oh I gotta stretch my back here wait let's take a break here mid podcast break just stretch your back no matter where you are right now I want you to reach to the sky count to ten reach your arms high to the sky Take a deep breath in. Imagine that sheep jumping from the three-point line, doing a front flip, and throwing down a monstrous dunk like Space Jam 2. Coming out soon, starring LeBron James, Space Jam 2. Can you believe it? Did I even mention LeBron James when I was talking about the best players in the NBA? Did I forget to mention LeBron James? If I did, don't get mad at me. It's a shame. I'm saying it right now. But I just want to talk about right now. I'm holding a little book. Sounds to me. I'm holding a book called Night Hoops, written by Carl Duker. Now, why is this significant, you ask? Well, Carl Duker is a teacher from my elementary school. So that's pretty cool. I, th- I think my brother was in his class in like sixth grade or something. And it's funny because my brother's name is Nick and the main character's name is Nick in this book. So that's kind of a funny coincidence. Anyway, Carl Duker, was, he's kind of like... I don't want to say he's the main reason, but he's, when you're looking for inspirations, he's definitely one of my biggest inspirations for being a writer. Because it's just like, it was so cool. I thought that one of the teachers at my school, he had like a legit, like published book and everything. Like it seemed like, it seemed like impossible to, to have like a, like have your book published. I don't know. It just it made it seem possible to me. So and also it's pretty cool like I don't know if this was like a couple years ago or something. I think it was right after I published my first book. So probably like fall of 2017 cuz I published Sponge Cake in June of 2017. I emailed Carl Duker and uh I told him about my book and I think I sent him like a link to sponge cake on Amazon. And I just told him about like my brother. I think you say like he remembered having my brother in his class or something, but I thought that was pretty cool. And he was like, he said, congratulations, I think for writing the book. So I thought that was just something pretty neat. He was definitely one of the inspirations for me to become a writer and another inspiration for me to become a writer 
is a dude named Mark Titus. Now, Mark Titus first came into my life from the Bill Simmons podcast, the BS Report. I used to listen to that all the time. I don't really listen to it, his podcast anymore, but I used to listen to Bill Simmons. That was like one of the first big podcasts I got into was Bill Simmons' podcast. Wait, I might have to talk about his book later too, but I got a couple of his books over there. But um, now we're talking about Mark Titus. So Mark Titus went on the Bill Simmons podcast to talk about Club Trillion. Now, this is a website you can still go to. It's his blog. Now, um, yeah, so Club Trillion, T-R-I-L-L-I-O-N. Now, Mark was a basketball player for the Ohio State Buckeyes in the late 2000s, like when they were really good. Like he won a national championship. I, did he win? Yeah, I think he won a national championship. Or he definitely went to one or two. But yeah, he played with guys like Greg Oden and Mike Conley Jr. at Ohio State University. But he was like a bench warmer, he was a walk on. So he never played much. Actually, it's kind of funny. You're probably wondering. Chris, what does a trillion mean? Like, what's it mean to, to get a trillion? That means when you go into the game for one minute and all your stat categories are sitting at a zero. So your box score, it's a one for next to the minute, and then I think it's 13 zeros in a row. So that's what a trillion is, and that's why he calls it club trillion because it would be like, a stamp of honor whenever one of the bench warmers, one of the walk-ons would go into the game and get a trillion. That would always be like something that they were trying to, for some reason they were trying to do that because it was, it was like a funny thing. But uh, he wrote a book as well. It's called Don't Put Me in Coach. I'm holding it right now. Uh, and yeah, I just want to talk about Mark Titus and just give him like a little shout out because he was definitely... Him and Bill Simmons were two of the biggest inspirations for me to jump into the, like, writing. Like, I didn't, all right, it sounds funny. I didn't really become a writer till till fall of 2000. It was like August of 2016 is when I really became a writer, what I would say. So August 2016. But I was a fan of Mark Titus and Bill Simmons and, like, I I was a fan of Bill Simmons from like 2005, like 2004, like way back, like when I was just a kid. Like I probably first found out about Mark Titus, like I don't know what year, maybe like 07 or something. Who knows? Whenever Club Trillion started, is probably when I found out about him. But yeah, so I guess writing was just one of those things that was always just in the back of my mind, like always something that I was interested in doing. It seemed like a fun way to like express my creativity because I, I think I was always like a creative person, but I just never really had like could find like a good outlet for it. So, but yeah, it's, it's like thanks to guys like Mark Titus, like Bill Simmons, like Carl Duker that they just put that thought in the back of my mind that I always had that I want to I want to be a writer someday. I want to see what it's like to like. I want to write a book someday. 
So let's see what's on the back of on the back of Mark Titus's book. Greg Odin says Mark Titus knows a lot about a lot of personal secrets of mine. If he revealed any of them in this book, I will kick him right in the testicles. I'm not joking. Greg Odin said that. That's hilarious. Evan Turner said, You want me to give you a quote for the back of your book? I guess I shouldn't be surprised. You've been writing my coattails for years, so of course you want me to put my name on your book to sell more copies. That's funny. He called his nickname for Evan Turner was the villain. So he always got like, like if you're wondering like what what did Mark Titus write about in the Club Trillium? He was pretty much just always pranking his teammates. Just being like pretty much just being a distraction and like a huge goofball and just making all the coaches mad and like all his teammates mad and like but some of the other walk-ons would like get in on it with them and they probably say yeah that's what Mark Titus that's what he mainly wrote about in Club Trillium. Like the funniest thing I can remember him writing about in Club Trillium was I think he was with an, one of the other walk-on teammates and then a couple of like whoop, almost dropped my phone there <laughs> a couple of like the good players and they they were like all on elevator or something and like the elevator got stuck and then like Mark Titus was like jumping on it and like messing around and doing all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't normally do on an elevator that was stuck that seems dangerous and he was just making all the guys stress out and i just thought that was a funny memory from club trillium you should check it out i mean check out my blog but there's always time for reading i mean that's like a like good writing begets good writing is that is beget is that the word but yeah um i think there's always room for good writing so i'm always like recommending stuff for people to read or as you know, podcasts for people to listen to. But let's see what his coach, Thad Mata, said. Of all the players I've coached in my career, Mark Titus is one of them. <laughs> That's funny. And then Mike Conley Jr. said, I haven't read this book and probably never will, but the cover looks pretty cool, I guess. So that's that's just a couple things couple quotes from the back of Mark Tice's book, Don't Put Me in Coach, which is really a hilarious piece of writing. Um, now I'm holding, this podcast has just gone completely off the rails. You're probably like, I tuned in for Mark Wahlberg, man. All right, sorry, man. This is, that's what happens on, you're going to f- find out pretty quickly that A Star is Born is a podcast that... If it's going off the rails, that means it's going it's going good. That means something's right. It's like we're not trying to stay in subject over here, okay? So now I'm holding the book of basketball by Bill Simmons. Cause this is something that if you listen to the first episode, which if you haven't, you should probably just stop this podcast and go go ahead and go listen to the first one and then come back and finish this one. It's what I would recommend. Because, like, I don't know. Personally, when I'm starting podcasts, I like to start with the first episode. just makes more sense to me chronologically. 
don't know, can you hear those pages turning? Because right now I'm flipping through the book of basketball. Because I want to see... Oh man, this is just going to be... Okay, so he has Jerry West ranked at number 8. That seems really high for... He has Magic at number 4. Kareem at number 3. Bill Russell at number 2. How do you have... How does that... See, that's... Remember last episode I was talking about Bill Simmons being a homer? Like a Boston homer? Remember I said he's going to have Bill Russell and Larry Bird ranked too high? He has Bill Russell ranked above the number one scoring person in NBA history. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar leads the NBA in scoring his in history. And he has Bill Russell ranked above him just because... Like, sure, like, Bill Russell won, like, what, like, 13 championships or something, but... Alright, that's going to be too hard for me to try to look through that book while we're recording, but... That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, though, man. That's the kind of... (laughs) The kind of Boston homerism, dude. You get that? (laughs) No, I'm not hating in Boston, but... I I like it if a Boston... I mean, we should be talking about Boston, though, because this is the Marky Mark episode. So, I mean, I just want to say, Boston fans, sports fans, you have no you have no right to act like an underdog anymore. You can never claim that. Remember you used to love being the, un- the lovable underdogs and, like, we, everyone would hate on the Yankees and stuff? Yeah, well, those days are over, my friends. My chowder, my chowder-loving friends. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here, I guess this is a good chance for me to do my, my mark. How you guys doing? You doing good? This, that's my impression of Daniel Van Kirk doing an impression of, of Mark Wahlberg. How you guys doing? You're doing good? Okay. Anyway. Daniel Van Kirk. All right. Let's get back to the podcast, shall we? But before we get back to the podcast, I just brought up his name, Daniel Van Kirk. And we can't go by that without saying, I went to one of his comedy shows with my dad in November in Seattle. And I just got to say, that was like one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. That was one of the most enjoyable live show experiences I have ever sat at. So yeah, it was, it was really fun. So yeah, if if Daniel Van Kirk ever comes to your town, you should definitely go check him out. He's got a couple podcasts. We talked about the Sklar Brothers last episode. Dan Van Kirk has a podcast with them called Dumb People Town. I think I, I believe I talked about that last episode as well. Dumb People Town's a great podcast. Um, I got my mom listening to that podcast. Like, that's like all you need to know about it is because my mom is cool. So it's like, if she's listening to that podcast, then you know it's going to be cool. So definitely check out Dumb People Town. Um, he's got another podcast called Hindsight, where he just he looks at. Um, the guest brings in three pictures from their past and he looks at the pictures with them and they talk about it, like where they're at in their life at that time. And that's a really fun show. That one's called hindsight. And then he has another podcast. I think I talked about this one last episode too. Um, maybe I talked about Dale. Now I can't even, it's hard to remember what you talked about for when when you go for like a couple hours. So it's like, I can't remember every, I'm not writing down every single thing I say. So 
forgive me if I repeat myself is what <laughs> I'm not getting sorry if I sound like I'm getting angry over here. No, I'm not angry. I'm just saying I'm gonna repeat myself probably, so don't get don't get bent out of shape if I repeat myself. So he's got a podcast with Rory Scoville called Pen Pals, where each episode they read two two letters that are sent in by their fans and they discuss the letter and they answer any questions that it has and that's a really fun show. Rory Scoville's a hilarious comedian as well, so it's like him and Daniel Van Kirk, they have great chemistry, so yeah. If you can't tell, I'm a big I'm a DVK fan, okay? But yeah, I guess we got on that because DVK was known for doing the he was known for doing the Mark Wahlberg impression on uh, Doug Loves Movies. Um, another great podcast, Doug Benson. Um, yeah, we'll talk about him another time, but um, we'll save that for later. Um, yeah, Dan Van Kirk does the Mark Wahlberg on that show. So, well, he used to do it, but then he finally revealed that it was him. And the funny thing is, like, when I first started listening to Doug Loves Movies, when back in like 2007 or something. I actually thought that was the real Mark Wahlberg on Douglas movies. Like, I legitimately thought that that Mark Wahlberg was, like, a hilarious dude that would, like, drop in and do, like, movie podcasts and, like, talk about himself. Like, he was always, like, super, uh, what's the word, like, full of, like, confidence and, like, he was very, like, standoffish almost and, like, it was just, like, that was Mark, that was Dan Van Kirk's impression of him, but... It was his impersonation of him. That was just a hilarious, hilarious thing. So, but yeah, I guess the point is that, I mean, I actually thought he was the real Mark Wahlberg. So that's pretty funny. Okay. Um, now that we've gone sufficiently off track, let's, let's, uh, try to get this, um, train back on the track. Shall we? Here we go. Here we go. So we just talked about Plan of the Apes. Then he's in 2001 Rockstar. Chris Izzy Cole. I have never seen Rockstar either. Um, I guess these are just a bunch of movies I haven't seen. The Truth About Charlie. He plays Louis Bartholomew. Have not seen The Truth About Charlie. The Italian Job. Here we go. The Italian Job. He plays Charlie Croker. That's a great name. That's a good movie. If you haven't seen The Italian Job, go ahead and add that to your Netflix queue. Um, the Italian Job is a really fun movie. Charlize Theron. We'll have to talk about her in a future episode, probably. She'll probably have her own episode of Stars Born coming up, uh, <laughs> I would say, probably. She's definitely one of my favorite actresses, Charlize Theron. Um, but yeah, The Italian Job is a really fun movie with Mini Coopers. So, it's like a fun advertisement for Mini Coopers, if you're into that car. Like, my neighbor, my neighbor back home in Bothell drove a Mini Cooper. So, that would always kind of make me think of the Italian job when I saw my neighbor. Then he's in, in 2004, he's in I Heart Huckabees. He plays Tommy Corn. Another great name, Tommy Corn. Holy cow, that's funny. Sounds like a character from Field of Dreams, right? <laughs> Dad jokes. Um, but I Heart Huckabees is an, another good movie. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a weird, like, 
drama slash comedy slash like I have no idea how to explain it really, but it's a funny movie. That's all I can say is I Heart Huckabees. Recommend it. Go watch him. Get it on Netflix. Add it to your queue. Baby. Yeah, baby. How you doing? How you doing? Gotta work on my work on my Joey mid podcast. How you doing? Okay. Anyway. After that, in two thousand five, he's in Four Brothers. He plays Bobby Mercer. I think I saw Four Brothers, or at least parts of it. Maybe on FX. FX. Fearless? Is that is it fearless? Vote. Vote now on on t- I don't know. I can't remember if the FX, what their tagline is. What's what's the FX slogan? I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to keep trying to remember. I think it should be Fearless if it's not Fearless. Uh, Fear, one of Mark Wahlberg's movies. But um, So yeah, Four Brothers. Invincible. He plays Vince Papali. So this is, let's get back to Invincible. Um... Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. That, that's what I wanted to say about Invincible. It makes me think of last year's Super Bowl with when uh, the Patriots played the Eagles. Like, I wonder if Mark Wahlberg was kind of torn. I wonder if he roots for the Eagles, like behind the Patriots. Like, maybe the Eagles are his NFC team, the Patriots are his AFC team. Because, like, he probably, yeah, he's... He probably thinks he could play in the NFL. So it's like, that's the thing with Mark Wahlberg. Like, he thinks he could, like, return punts or something. So maybe he, he thinks that, like, the Eagles would have beaten the Saints if he was there this year in this playoffs. But yeah, that was, I guess you could call last year's Super Bowl, not this year, but last year's Super Bowl, the Invincible Super Bowl, if as it were. So I don't think I've ever seen Invincible, though. There's lots of good football movies. Perhaps now is a, a good time to to talk about some of my favorite football movies. Let's see. I mean, these are going to be discussed in future episodes for sure, but Remember the Titans, one of the best. Um, let's see, what else? Friday Night Lights is a great football movie. This is just off the top of my head right now, so forgive me if I'm struggling. Varsity Blues is a great football movie. Varsity Blues is underrated. Uh, that's all I can really... That's all I can think of right now, I think. Like, I can think of a couple other ones, but they're not necessarily good football movies. Like, there's Draft Day with Kevin Costner. That's more of, like, a front office movie. If Like, that's not even, like, really a football movie. And then there's The Express. I never saw that one. That's, like, the Ernie Davis one. Uh, what other? Oh, Rudy, of course. Rudy, 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 Rudy. Rudy, I mean, you can't bring up Rudy without doing Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. That just if that doesn't give you goosebumps and get you like a little pumped up, then like I don't know if you have. Do you even have like blood like pumping through your veins? If that doesn't get you a little pumped up, man, like you don't even have to be a Notre Dame fan to to get that Rudy chant going and get you. Like I want to just run out on the field and just like that makes me want to like run down field on like a kickoff or something you know and just like blow up some guy in the front line you know <laughs> just go like oh man that kind of the rudy is the most inspiring movie he gets in then like he gets in like one play there at the end but it's like such an inspiring movie wasn't 
what is it that makes Rudy so inspiring? It's it's kind of like we just talked about with Mark Titus. It's kind of the it's that walk on phenomenon. Like people love rooting for the underdog. Like ah, take a deep breath, stretch my back, stretch your back, baby, stretch the back. Ah, people love rooting for the underdog, and people love rooting for Rudy. And Notre Dame is just the that classic like American like stereotype is like Notre Dame, like the New York Yankees, like apple pie, like fourth of July, like all that stuff. So I think Rudy kind of just falls into that category and it's just exciting. Rudy's just an exciting movie. Like no matter how many times you've seen it, you can throw that movie on and you'll, you'll probably get a little pumped up. So what else do I have? The difference is, between this podcast and the first episode when I talked about Will Ferrell is in episode one I had no cheat sheet, no blueprint for that episode and in this episode I'm holding a yellow, I guess it's like a buck slip, it's like a yellow legal pad and it's kind of full with a bunch of random squares and circles of ideas for this podcast so i'm kind of just like looking at it right now and seeing seeing what we hit so far some some of the things i want to talk about we talked about the nba earlier so we might as well do this right now seattle mariners what's going on with the mariners man oh my gosh like we got rid of cano and nelson cruz um i can't i can't remember who we picked up i'm not gonna look i'm too lazy to look it up right now but the Mariners are just pretty much an organization in shambles, I would say. Like, we have the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball at this point. We haven't been to the playoffs since 2001. That's absolutely insane, man. Can you imagine rooting for a baseball team, or any sport really, and having them not go to the playoffs for 18 years? What is going on? Like, how do the Mariners... I can't believe that they get that many fans as they still do. Like, I can't believe they still, like, fill up, like, half of Safeco Field. It's insane to me. Like, how are there still people going to their games, even? Like, the Mariners are just... A terrible organization. Like, I guess it all starts at the top. Like, it's just our front office is no good. I mean... We can't, we don't have a good farm system. Like, we don't bring up good players, like, good young players in our, within our system. We just try doing that thing where we overpay for, like, a 33-year-old veteran who's, like, just past his prime. It's like, like, we do that kind of stuff, like, way too much. Like, we, we overpay for veterans who are past their prime, pretty much. That's what my two cents is on the Mariners. Because... I think that's that's something I want to do. Maybe not every episode, but every once in a while, I want to do a little Mariners update because I'm a because I'm a big fan of the team. Still, I mean, like even though, like I was just saying, it's not a well-run organization. It's still they're still my hometown baseball team, and I've they're still the team that the professional sports team that I've been to the most games of theirs. Like I've been to like tons of Mariners games growing up, so it's like. They're just they're they're my team still. So, 
But that's just something I want to do. I want to make that a segment, maybe like once a week or something. We'll do a little Seattle Mariners update. Because uh, I think the pitchers and catchers just reported. It's like, I wonder, like, do they, like, just, like, play ping pong and stuff? And, like, play Fortnite and stuff? <laughs> what are they doing? Like, why do the pitchers and catchers have to report before the position players? Like, this sounds like bad, like, this is like baseball comedy, but it's it's just something that... Something I I thought about, I guess. All right. But yeah, the pitchers and catchers reported. Um, so it's that kind of year. It's kind of baseball's kind of heating up. It's about spring training is about to start. So it's if you're a baseball fan, it's probably the most exciting time of year is like right now because it's you're about to hop into spring training. So that's super exciting for you. I mean, I like baseball, but it probably ranks as like my th- honest, if I'm being honest, it's probably like the f- my third favorite sport of like it's got to go like. Probably basketball, then football, then baseball, if, if I'm being honest here. And I think that's the theme of, I think we decided in episode one that the theme of the podcast, A Star is Born, is, oops, I accidentally clicked on, there we go, <laughs> I accidentally clicked on I Heart Huckabees there for a second. Um, yeah, the theme of the podcast is be honest, so I'm going to be honest and say, Baseball is probably my third favorite sport. But um, here we go. I want to let you know I'm wearing my my starry mountain ball cap that I talked about last week, last episode yesterday. My We Sell. If you want to sponsor the podcast, hit me up on social media. We, O-I-S-E-L-L-E. We Sell. I think that's how you probably pronounce it. But yeah, that's my starry mountain. It's like a very nice looking picture of like some like snowy, snow capped mountains and like a ton of stars over them and stuff. It's it's beautiful. Um, let's see what else do we have here on this yellow legal pad? Okay, I want to talk about some of the goals for this podcast. Um, I want to say. I definitely want to do a ton of episodes of A Star is Born. Like, that's like, goal number one is, I want to do at least, at least a few of these each week. Like, that's like the main goal. Like, I want to, I don't see any reason why I can't be doing this every day. Like, it's exciting. Like, I love doing this. (laughs) I love just hanging out and just chatting. So it's like, just gabbing, you know, about some of my favorite stuff. So it's like, this is something I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to. I want to do hundreds of episodes of A Star is Born. I'm going to do hundreds of these. So that's one of the main goals of the podcast. Another goal of the podcast is I want y'all to tell your friends and family and spread the good word about it. And I want, I just want to grow this community, this, um, A Star is Born community. I want, I want you to tell your friends, tell your family, you, you guys can talk about it at, um, Tell your coworkers, talk about it at work, around the water cooler. Instead of talking about Sports Center or whatever, just tell them about a Stars Born podcast and like let them know that it's something cool and fun to listen to. Um, another one of my goals is to stop saying um so much. That's my podcast coach coming out in me right now. It's like, come on, Chris, stop saying um, Chris. But then like once you notice it, it's like, 
you start saying more, so I'm not going to really worry about it right now. But, you know, it's just in the back of my head. Like, it's like one of those things, you know. But you just got to let it go. It's not a big deal, obviously. Not something to worry about. Another one of my goals with the podcast is I want to let everyone know about my writing. Like, I want to let all y'all to know that I wrote a couple books that you can buy on Amazon. I want you to tell your friends and your family and buy my books as Christmas presents and birthday presents and 4th of July presents and Thanksgiving presents and whatever you want to celebrate, man. It doesn't it doesn't have to be a holiday where you normally get gifts. It can just be you can just buy it for a friend just on a whim. But I want I want y'all to to check out my books cuz I think I'm really proud that's like something I'm super proud of with that that I've done with my um with my writing, with my creativity. So give me a second here, let me take a little sip of my my Red Robin Red Robin Gourmet Burgers and Brews water bottle. Red water bottle. Mm-mm-mm. Gotta stay hydrated. <coughs> Excuse me. Stay hydrated when you're doing the podcast. That's rule number one podcasting. Rule number one podcasting, no rules in podcasting. Rule number two, stay hydrated. But yeah, I, want, I definitely want everyone to be aware of my writing and check it out and buy my books and put it on your bookshelf and bring it to your local library and do all like I just want to spread the spread the good word, you know. Um yeah, I guess that's it. Those are some of those are some of my goals with the podcast is I want to reach I want to reach a wider audience. Um I want to reach a not not like a better audience, but like I want to reach like a a more enthusiastic audience that is just really excited about the kind of stuff that I'm trying to do and the kind of stuff I'm trying to create. Like I want to reach people who love creating art, like people who love consuming comedy. Like they love like listening to podcasts and and reading books and and reading funny columns and like I should give another shout out to another one of my big inspirations in becoming a writer. He writes for or he he used to write for Bill Sims's old website grantland the espn website uh, grantland um now he writes for the ringer bill Simmons's new website shay serrano i have his book i'm not even gonna go grab it right now because it's way up there in the bookshelf if not it's not by my microwave on the ground it's above my t-shirts on the bookshelf and i don't want to go grab it right now but he wrote the it's called the book of basketball or what's well, called no book of basketballs bill simmons's book this one's called um basketball excuse me god burp mm. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> that's what happens when you drink water too much when you hydrate too much sometimes you burp it's called basketball and other things by shay serrano shay's his style of writing is like so like unique and like so like fun and quirky that it's like super inspirational for me to like to just like write things that I think are funny like I think that's what he does I think he just writes things that he thinks are funny because it's just that's that's what I'm trying to do when I'm writing is I'm I th- I think my line of thinking is if I enjoy it my audience is probably going to enjoy it so in case you were wondering about 
when I'm thinking, when I'm writing, you're like, what's this guy thinking? I'm, I'm just trying to make myself laugh. And my line of thinking is, I'm going to keep saying my line of thinking. My line of thinking is you're going to laugh too. If I laugh, you're probably going to laugh too. So I guess that's a little peek into my brain. I wanted to give y'all a, um update on Calypso. If you remember last night, I was talking about... David Sedaris' book, another one of my favorite writers. David Sedaris has a book called Calypso. It's his newest book. Uh, I'm reading it right now. And just a little update on it. I have not read it. I haven't read any of it since last night. So, yeah. Still on page 198. Yeah, that's the Calypso update. Cross that off the... Is this a buck slip? I know it's a legal pad, but is it also a buck slip? That was your Calypso update. Oh, this is a fun segment. So here's a new segment I came up with. It's kind of it's kind of inspired by Adam Carolla's uh, made up movie segment. Oh, I just gotta tell this quick story. Um, so one of the things that made me just get super into the whole podcasting world and like the whole like comedy world is when you might remember this if you're a fan of podcasts from back in the day it's like 2009 pretty much i think it's right when adam carolla started his podcast in 2009 bill simmons came on and they did a made-up movie called (laughs) pedif isle about an island that a bunch of that's where they send pedophiles is to this island it's like an island prison and like you should go it's on youtube you can you can search adam carolla i don't know how you how you would search this but i guess you would just search pedif and then i s l e you know what i mean like isle like the island <laughs> but yeah um adam carolla bill simmons they do this movie pitch and it is so funny. They use they use Shia LaBeouf as the main character. Uh, I think I think they had Gary Busey in it too. But they just made up this. They talked for like a half hour, just making up this elaborate fake movie, where where based on this um island of pedophiles. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like the I don't know. You gotta listen to it. I guess it's one of those things where you just gotta give it a listen and to really to really understand it, how hilarious it really is. It's it's hard it's hard to pitch, I guess. It's funny. It's just that's what made me really get into the whole comedy thing. That's like one of the things. Man, but some of the other some of the other things just like listening to comedy death ray back in the day. That's before it became comedy bang bang, um, Scott Ackerman's show. You know, um, it's on IFC. It's, it's, you probably think I'm speaking a different language if you're not a comedy fan right now. But there's a TV show on IFC called Comedy Bang Bang. And that is what came from the podcast Comedy Bang Bang, which was originally Comedy Death Ray. So I, that's like one of the th- first things I listened to. They had guests like doug like doug benson would go on there like all sorts of comedians would go on there um i don't know how i got into that but oh man 
holy cow, those are just some of the things that just thinking back on this, like thinking back on these inspirations is, it's very, it's very interesting, man. I think I, I didn't give the Adam Carolla and Bill Simmons's pedophile movie pitch. I didn't give that enough, enough of a good pitch. So pretty much here, here's what happened. So, so I think somehow Shia LaBeouf, he's like a boy scout or something. And he accidentally, Oh, this is what happened. A plane of boy scouts and gets they it crashes on the island like like a lost situation like the the tv show lost and so so i think that's what the movie i think that's what they were doing it sounds horrible but it's so funny i i think it's just and shia labeouf is like the lead boy scout or something and like i think gary Busey is like the troop leader and it's pretty much just them just trying to get off the island. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that's that's enough enough talking about other people's movie pitches, though, because that's what this new segment is gonna be. It's gonna be um, if I made up a movie with the actor, what would the movie be? So if I made up a movie with Mark Wahlberg what would I do? And I'm just doing this off the top of my head right now. So the first thing that comes to mind is for some reason, for some reason, the first thing that hopped in my mind, and I have no idea why this happened, was dolphin instructor, dolphin trainer. I just picture Mark Wahlberg. He, he would seem like he would be like a good, like, like telling animals, like what to do, like, like bossing, like marine animals around for some reason i don't know why so it, it would be let's see now i have to try a dorsal dorsal morsel a do, morsel of dorsal dorsal's morsel there we go see i came up with the title there we go like right in the spot that's the first thing i thought of um a morsel of dorsal morsel of dorsal there we go uh, Mark Wahlberg stars as a dolphin trainer in San Diego in 1998. For some reason, it's like a period piece, but it's like set like 20 years ago. Um, let's see who would the person starring the lady starring alongside him will be Kate Hudson. So it's gonna be Mark Wahlberg and Kate Hudson, and and yeah, he's gonna be a dolphin trainer. She's gonna be. A dolphin enthusiast who's visiting his theme park. It's kind of like a, it's like a kind of like a Sea World style theme park. Cause remember it's 1998, so it's like before like Blackfish and all like the controversy about Sea World. So it's like kind of like that kind of style of theme park. Um, yeah, and Mark Wahlberg's gonna fall in love with Kate Hudson, and and they're gonna they're gonna decide they're, that they're gonna break all the dolphins free and and free them into the ocean so it's gonna have like kind of like a free willy kind of aspect to it I don't, i'm just gonna be it's not gonna be like a carbon copy of, of free willy but it's gonna have that kind of aspect to it and it's gonna be called a morsel of dorsal who should direct it who would be a good director for it? maybe um oh this is a twist we'll have Adam Sandler will direct Mark Wahlberg in this movie. Adam Sandler will be the director of this movie. 
and he'll probably have like a little cameo as like a bartender at a tiki bar like because there's there's definitely gonna be like a luau scene so sandler and all his buddies like sandler and like kevin james and chris rock and rob schneider they'll all be bartenders and waiters at this luau and that will be the middle of the movie and it's gonna that sounds like a fun movie it's probably gonna be about 95 minutes um yeah i I like it i like it so far it's Sounds like a good a good little summer comedy to me. Look a good little date night movie. So check it out in the future if I ever if I ever do that one. That sounds fun. Alright, right here on my yellow legal pad I have written Escape Rooms. Why? So it's like I guess you're probably wondering what does this have to do with Mark Wahlberg? And it doesn't really have anything to do with Mark Wahlberg. But I think there was a new movie, like an escape room movie that just came out, which brings up the topic, like, why are these so popular? Like, what's the deal with escape rooms? That's how Jerry Seinfeld, just, what's the deal with escape rooms? It's a terrible Seinfeld impression, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like the modern Seinfeld thing. Escape rooms, I don't get the obsession with them. I don't get... People liking the idea of being trapped in a place does not sound appealing to me. I've never done an escape room, but I mean, I would probably try it though. You know what sounds like a little more like my speed, like a little more up my alley is, um, I've always wanted to go through a haunted house in Halloween, in the Halloween season in October. Always wanted to do one of those haunted house things, like the interactive haunted house where like people like jump out at you and stuff and like. There's, like, an old lady, like, like stirring, like, a big pot of, like, stew or something. And she, like, looks up at you, like, super creepy. And she has, like, a big wart on her, like, nose or something. And she just, like, scowls at you. Like, that's the kind of stuff, like, that's the kind of scares I'm looking for. Like, I'm not looking, like, escape room seems like it'd be more, like, almost like a claustrophobic feeling than, like, a scare feeling almost. You know, like, I just, I guess I just don't understand the obsession with escape rooms. But not everyone has to get it. And anyway, let's get back to the podcast. Enough of that. We got way off track there. We got way off the rails. Like, like Burt Kreischer likes to say, I'm going to have to give another, now that I brought up his name, I'm going to have to shout out his podcast, um... Burt Cast, Burt Kreischer's podcast. He's a comedian. He's hilarious. He's a big goofball. He's if you've heard of Van Wilder, his that movie's based on his life. So he was named the number one party animal in the country in 1997. So that's probably all you need to know about Burt Kreischer. But um, why did I just bring him up? <laughs> See, now I talked about him a bunch, and now. That's what happens when you're podcasting by yourself sometimes. Like he does the podcast thing by himself where he just he does they're called open tabs is what he calls it. And he just his producer's there at least. So he's at least talking to someone. So he's not really he's not really just babbling on and on by himself like this. This could be insane. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine trying to listen to this. It's just 
oh, it's easy easier for me to just do it though than to actually try to listen to it. But why did I see now? I can't remember why is it that I just see that's that's gonna drive me crazy now for a minute. Why why did I bring up Bert Kreischer? Oh well, I, it'll come to me in a second, I'm sure. So while I'm trying to think of that, let's get back to Mark Wahlberg's films. So. Alright, I'll try to think of why I brought up Burt Kreischer. Still can't think of it. Van Wilder, um, drinking, do the Burt Cast podcast. Oh, man. Okay, anyway. See, that's what happened. It drive you crazy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sure you're probably, like, you're probably yelling at me right now because you could just rewind it and be like, this is what, this is what you were talking about, Chris, but... I don't have that luxury, so I'm not going to worry about it right now. I'm going to let it go and see if it comes back to me. That's what it was. Here we go. So Bert likes to say, so he's from Florida, so he relates everything to water. So when he does a podcast, he likes to, it's like he's taking a boat out to go fishing. So he takes the boat out into the bay, and then he jumps out of the boat and sees how far he can swim, swim away from the boat and still be able to come back to it. So that's basically how he describes his style of comedy and and style of podcasting. And that's like a big that's like a big inspiration like that's kind of how I like would like to do it as well. Like I like the idea of pretty much just seeing how far you can get yourself off topic while still kind of being on topic, but then always in the back of your head, just being able to always come back to what you were originally talking about. That's like a, it's like a, that's kind of my writing style as well. Now that I think about it, like that's how I write. Like I see how far I can take myself off topic while still in the end, just finding ways to just tie it all together. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, that's a fun way to do it. I think, I think that's the, at least for me personally that's what works for me i think like if you're if you're interested in becoming a writer my number one thing i would recommend you would be to just do just that just all you have to do is just start writing like you just need like a piece of paper and a pencil pretty much and just get a journal just start i would say if you want to be a writer just start keeping a journal and writing an entry in it every morning like I think morning is probably the best time for a lot of people to write. I think that's when people are feeling their most inspirational is is morning. Um, but yeah, like just get a journal, start writing entries in it. Um, start writing f- like letter, like fake letters to people. Like you don't even have to send them. That's one of my favorite formats of writing that i've stumbled on upon recently is like the letter writing format like it's fun to just excuse me it's fun to just like write like fake letters to people and like pretend like what would happen if i sent this like to what would happen if i sent this letter to elon musk or or right now let me take a sip of my red robin water bottle Mm-mm-mm. right now I am writing a letter from Speak of the Devil. We talked about him earlier. Tom Brady to Gronk, to his um his old girl tight end Rob Gronkowski. I'm just, it's just like a good like 
way for me to like to stretch my creative muscles. Like just pretend like what would happen if what would Tom Brady want to say to Gronk in a letter? Like it seems like that's like a funny way for me to like I guess I'm just trying to like put myself in other people's like shoes and like put myself in other people's heads and like try to imagine what they are thinking. That's a big part of my writing is or anyone's writing really is because you have to you have to have characters that not all the characters are going to be just like you. They're going to be different aspects of you and, and people that you know, like people that you've met throughout your life. So you have to figure out a way as a writer to put yourself in the head of these characters. Is at least that's what I think is. So like a good way to to do that, I guess, um, would be to to write these fake letters. Like just write a fake letter from. A, a, some famous person you know to some other random person and just just go from there that's what i would recommend or uh also making lists is a fun if you're looking for fun ways to get into writing i would definitely recommend just start making lists that's like a fun way to do it because everyone has things that they're interested in so you can just make a list like make a list of your favorite books make a list of your favorite tv shows your favorite movies Favorite clothing brands, favorite sports, favorite athletes, favorite foods. See, it's like an endless thing. You can just, you could sit around making lists all day. You can make lists of lists, like make lists of things that you can make a list of. Like that's something you could do. But my uncle, he's a writer too. His name is Steve Arneson. He has a couple books on Amazon too. That's uh, pretty cool. He's that's another big inspiration for me getting into writing is just knowing someone in my family that did the author thing and wrote books and published them is a really cool inspiration. But what was I just gonna say about him? See now, I, excuse, I did the whole thing again, where I forgot why I just brought him up in the first place. But anyway, I'd give myself on a roll. Oh yeah, Steve, Uncle Steve, he loves making lists, so that's like. I just remember him back in the day just always making lists for some reason. So he's kind of like a, a Dave Damashek of types. A Dave Damashek of sorts. So, yeah. If you want to write, the main thing you got to do, just start writing, baby. Let's get back to the show, baby. Here we go. So we got, after Invincible 2006, The Departed. Oh, yeah, baby. He plays Dignum. The Departed is an awesome movie, dude. If you haven't, if you like crime movies and like, I've never seen the show, but I always hear about how good The Wire is. So if you like The Wire, you probably like The Departed. But The the Departed is just an awesome movie about Boston crime. Awesome Boston. Awesome Boston. Awesome Boston. Say that three times fast, man. It's just a fun, it's like the town before the town. Like, I'm sure you know the town. That's not on Mark Wahlberg's films, but it's a movie about Boston organized crime, which is just, it's very, it's it's very gritty, down to earth, like just some of the, it's just nasty. It's like a nasty movie, you know, let me take a bite of this Pop-Tart. Mm-mm-mm. Excuse me. It's all cold now, so it's like 
I toasted it earlier, but now it's all kind of solidified again. Another life hack is if you're going to toast a Pop-Tart, don't wait a super long time to eat that Pop-Tart. Like You should eat it while it's still kind of warm. Eat it while the frosting is still like a little melty. That's a fun little life hack from from the A Star is Born podcast. Episode 2, Mark Wahlberg. I'm your host, Chris Arneson, if you're just tuning in right now. If you're just tuning in right now, I don't know why. Don't know what you're doing. Like, you should listen to the podcast from the beginning, I would recommend. But you can do whatever you want, man. Or woman, man or woman, whatever. It's just, a, it's a, <laughs> I don't have to defend myself. It's a saying, you know. I'm getting all I'm getting all heated over here in this in this second floor of this apartment. Man, those icicles. There's just some huge icicles hanging from the roof of the apartment next door. It's insane to me. Those icicles are like over three feet long. That would probably just destroy someone. Like I wonder if I'm sure someone, this has happened to someone. I'm sure someone has passed away from an icicle falling on them. That's such a scary thought. That's like a a Stephen King movie or novel. That's something that happens in a Stephen King book. Is an icicle falls on someone from a the roof of an apartment. That Now that is a scary thought. Morsel of... Was it morsel of dorsal? Morse, a morsel of dorsal. A morsel of dorsal. That that sounds like a great movie. I want to pitch that movie to someone. If you know anyone, if you're aware of anyone who can help me get a morsel of dorsal uh, put in the theaters, then hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or you can email me. Go to chrisauthor.com. Just, just hit me up though if you if you can put me in contact with someone who can make that movie a, a reality. I would be super pumped up about that because that's like a dream of mine. I like I know I'm a writer, but what I really want to do is I want I want to make my books into movies. Like I want Sponge Cake to be a feature film. Like that's that's something that seems really cool to me. I would. I don't know if you're supposed to sell like the rights. You're probably not. That's probably something an agent would recommend against. See, I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to this kind of stuff. But I would probably end up selling the rights to my. I don't know. It seems that sounds sounds not right to me <laughs> to sell the rights to your book. Doesn't that sound like not the right thing to do? If you're a Hollywood agent and you wanna you wanna get in on this magic. And make Sponge Cake into a, a movie. Make Sponge Cake the movie a reality. I think I'm on. I'm ready to hop on board. Like that sounds like something I I would be all about. That if you can make make that happen, if you can help me make that happen, I I might might be interested in talking to you. We'll see. But I think we should start the hashtag. I'm not a big hashtag person, but if you want Sponge Cake the movie. That sounds like something that 
something that could happen, something we could start the movement. Let's start the movement for Sponge Cake the movie. The movie mint. <laughs> that was such a dad joke right there. All right. So, if you haven't seen The Departed, definitely watch that one. It's kind of a long movie, but it's a good one. It's definitely worth it. After The Departed, 2007 Shooter, Bob Lee Swagger. That's a good movie. There's a TV show based on that movie. Then i never seen that TV show, and it's probably not good because it doesn't have Mark Wahlberg. So, I don't know why anyone would want to watch it, really, but... It's like, I only like stuff with Mark Wahlberg. That's the joke. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Excuse me. Drinking some water. Staying hydrated. Here we go. We're staying with it. We're staying focused. You got it. Brody Stevens, you got it. Yes. Pacoima. <laughs> Just trying to think of places to say. It's tough to think of. Temecula. Orange County, Pacoima. Yes, you got it, Brody Stevens. If you don't know Brody Stevens, then you should really step your comedy game up if you don't know Brody Stevens. Come on, man. No, it's it's okay. I forgive you for not knowing Brody Stevens if you don't know him. If you are Brody Stevens listening to this right now, hit me up. I know that you used to live in Seattle, so we have that. We have a little Seattle Northwest connection right there. Man, I can't believe. Excuse me. Brody Stevens, Josh Wolf, and Joey Coco Diaz all used to live in Seattle. Those are like three heavy hitting com- comedians. Like those are like three like good comedians. Probably like three of my, I don't know, like I haven't seen a lot of Brody Stevens stuff, but I just know him from like him being like a character, like Brody Stevens, the character is like a thing, like if you don't know him, you should, he's, he's all about positivity, like, and I'm all about positivity too, like if you just look at the positive side of any situation, then you will serve yourself better throughout life is what I'm saying. Just there's always a way to find the positive side of any situation. You spin it positive, man. Spin it positive. That's how you do it. Like, like you can go through your whole life like looking looking for the negative, and you know what happens if you go through your whole life looking for the negative? You're gonna go through your whole life finding the negative. Like it sounds like this sounds like I just turned into the Oprah podcast, but I think Oprah has a lot of good points, honestly. And yeah, if if you look for negative, you find negative. If you look for positive, you find positive. If you surround yourself with positive people, more positive things will keep swirling around your life. It's kind of like it's like a way, it's like a lifestyle. It's like a way of thinking. At least that's how I think about it. Like there's no way to be a positive person while thinking negatively. You have to think positively. And then put the thoughts into action. Like put those, put those. I don't know. That's that's my two cents on that on that subject. Let's get back to the list. <laughs> After shooter, we have we own the night, 
Joseph Krasinski. Never heard of We on the Night. Then we have The Happening. Isn't that the M. Night Shyamalan one? Is that the one with the trees? Haven't seen it, but I know the M. Night Shyamalan, the formula. So, (laughs) I mean, he has some good stuff. I remember he had a movie, The Visit. The Visit was a pretty good M. Night movie. I never saw Split. Uh, I didn't see Glass. I heard Glass wasn't that good. Was that an M. Night Shyamalan movie too? I don't know. Who knows? Not going to too lazy to look it up. So, after The Happening, he plays Elliot Moore in that. We have Max Payne. He plays the title character, Max Payne, 2008. I think I've seen that movie. but Actually, that might have been... Is there a movie called Major Pain? I think Major Pain is the one I'm thinking of. Max Pain might be a different one. Then in The Lovely Bones, he plays some dude named Jack Salmon. That's a great name, Jack Salmon. It's like Tim Salmon's uncle, the Angels third baseman. Google him. 2010. He stars in Date Night as Holbrook. Actually, Steve Carell and Tina Fey are stars of that movie, but he's in he's in that one. Date Night's pretty funny. That's a good it's a good date night comedy. <laughs> it's a good movie to take take a take a date out to that one. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. The other guys. We talked about the other guys last night with uh, Will Ferrell in episode one of A Star's Born. Go check that one out if you haven't listened to that one yet. Um, the other guys is a funny movie. He plays Terry Holtz, stars as the lead alongside Will Ferrell in that movie. That's a about a couple detectives in New York City who are like, like Will Ferrell's like the clown and like. Mark Wahlberg's like the one who always gets angry. He has like a short temper. So that's pretty much all you need to know. That's the elevator pitch for that one. It's good though. Then he stars in Entourage, the TV show centered around his life, based on his life. Isn't he the, he's the creator of Entourage, right? A great show. If you haven't seen Entourage or don't have HBO Go or don't know anyone who you can steal their HBO Go, I mean, if you, you got to find someone, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. That's what I recommend. Find someone, become their friend, but just make sure that they have an HBO go so that you can, so you can use that cash in on that later. Um, cause entourage is, there's like nine or 10 seasons of that show and it's just a great show. It's definitely worth it. Like it's for all, all types of people, any there's no, there's no one who Entourage is not for. That's what I'm saying. It's for everyone will like it. Everyone will enjoy that show. That's my my pitch for Entourage. I love it. It was one of my favorites. Like I, I think I probably binge watched all nine seasons of that show in like three weeks or something. Like if I'm going to be completely honest, that was probably probably when I was at living off campus at Western probably fall of 2012 or spring of 2013. That's when I also watched all of South Park. 
I watched every episode. I think in that that school year, 2012, 2013, I watched all the Entourage episodes and I watched all the South Park episodes. So that tells you a little bit about where I was at at that point in my life. <laughs> when I was a college sophomore at Western Washington University in Bellingham, living with a few of my friends off campus. That was pretty fun, though. That was a good year. Um, we had some good good times there. That was in that we were in like a little duplex townhome, like a little like neighborhood of duplex townhomes. Like they're all like identical. Like it was like a little. It was like a little block of the Truman Show, like in Bellingham. It was weird. It was really weird, but it was a great. It was a great place to live as the first place off campus to live. It was just really fun. So that's what that's what that that's what that is. <laughs> After Entourage, he's in The Fighter, 2010. He plays Mickey Ward, the title character. That's a great. If you haven't seen The Fighter and you enjoy sports movies of any kind or just any kind of competitive movie where people like get super like pumped up about some activity then the fighter is for you and also it's not mark Wahlberg, but christian bale was super good in that movie like i think he lost like like how much weight did christian bale lose like a ton of weight for that role and i think he got nominated for an oscar or something did he win an oscar for that if he didn't he probably should have tweet me let me know christian bale should have won an oscar for the fighter after that i don't know what mark Wahlberg did in 2011 he didn't have any movies come out in 2011 that's really weird like right in his prime so 2012 contraband he plays chris faraday i saw that i saw that one that's a not too exciting. It's just like the run of the mill. I think it's another Boston organized crime one, actually. But it's kind of the run of the mill drama. Here we go. 2012, we get into one of his best movies. You know it. You love it. Ted, 2012. And I'm going to do a crazy thing right now. And I'm going to pause this and. Go take a little bathroom break. I will be right back. You won't even notice I'm gone. Hey, y'all. I'm back. Did you have a good break? I hope you did. I hope you reconnected with an old friend or maybe like a long-lost cousin or something during that break. Like, I'm certainly feeling a lot better over here in, over here in my parts. We're in my neck of the woods. I'm feeling like a million bucks now. Like I'm going to give myself a little back stretch right now. You can join me if you'd like. Stretch your arms to the ceiling. Imagine the sheep. Now it's on the football field. In the corner of the end zone. Reaching to the sky. Plucking the football. Plucking the football from the air. A perfectly thrown spiral. Getting his two hoofs in, the toes of his hoofs. I mean, you know what I mean. We're still stretching our backs. We're reaching to the sky. 
and we're imagining the sheep. It's the Super Bowl of sheep. Catching a pass in the back of the end zone, tapping his hoofs in. One hoof. Two hoofs. Tap. Tap, tap. Touchdown. The sheep win the Super Bowl. I hope you're still stretching your back. Reaching to the sky. Do you know the starfish pose? I hope you do. It's on the cover of my second book, What's in the Fridge. There's a, it's, a, it's a red book, and there's a picture of a starfish on the cover. So the, you might be wondering, like, why would you put a picture of a starfish on the cover of your book? Well, I have a good answer for that, buddy. Why are you asking so many questions, man? All right. <laughs> You're good. You're good. But I have a picture of a starfish on the book because it's in honor of the starfish pose where you stand with your legs spread Spread your legs a little wider than shoulder length apart. And then reach your arms. Bend out like a starfish. Hold that pose for 10 seconds. One, two, ten. Hold that pose for 10 seconds. It's a great feeling. Doing that starfish pose, you should do that every single morning. I do it. Like you should. They, it sounds corny, but... Just be thankful in the morning. Like, say say thank you every time you wake up in the morning. Just be like, thank you. Thank you for this day. Do your starfish pose. Like, it gets you, at least it gets me, like, ready to take on the world. It's like, when I'm doing my starfish pose and I'm saying thank you, there's like nothing that's going to stop me. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. Okay, let's get back to the show. You know where we left off? 2012. Stars is John Bennett, Ted. Oh man, if you haven't seen Ted, I know I say it a lot, but if you have not seen Ted, you're missing out. It's the movie about a grown man played by Mark Wahlberg who lives with his teddy bear who came to life based on was like a childhood, like a wish. He was like granted a wish by like someone or something. I don't know, Fenway Park comes into play. I think that might be Ted 2 when they go to Fenway Park. Or that might happen in Ted 1. Either way, another fun Boston movie with Mark Wahlberg. And it's made by um, our old buddy Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy. So if you like Family Guy, you will definitely love Ted. After Ted... 2013 he did a movie called broken city uh he plays billy taggart uh no idea what that is now we gotta look it up 2013 pain and gain with um who's is pain and gain the one with the i think that's the one with the rock right is yep yep Painting Gains, the one with the rock. Um, let's see what they say. They say uh, a trio of bodybuilders in Florida get caught up in an extortion ring and a kidnapping scheme that goes terribly wrong. So if you're interested in that, I have not seen Painting Gain. I heard it was pretty good, though. After Painting Gain, there's like an almost identical movie, but instead of The Rock, it's Denzel. 
um, with Mark, Two Guns. He plays Stig. It's like, let's see what Two Guns, let's see what the synopsis of that one is. Uh, Two hardened criminals get into trouble with the U.S. border control after meeting a Mexican drug lord, and then revelations start to unfold. So I guess it's a little different than Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain's like the bodybuilders, and they're like the agents or whatever. What? I don't know. They seem... It's like just like a duo Mark Wahlberg movie. A Mark Wahlberg movie where he's a part of a duo. Sounds like fun. But not... Not the same kind of duo as the other guys, though. It's like, <laughs> like Will Ferrell's, like, <laughs> not, not, not the. He's more of a goofy, a goofy dude. Except I think Pain and Gain is supposed to be funny. I think because The Rock is pretty silly. Like the, we'll have to do The Rock in a future episode. But he's he's actually one of the funnier actors in in Hollywood. I think he's a, he's just a silly he's a silly guy. And let's see if Two Guns is supposed to be a comedy. Oh my gosh. Action, comedy, crime. It is. Two Guns is a comedy too. Okay. And yep, Pain pain and Gain. Action, comedy, crime. So it's the exact same genre. Act, they're both action, comedy, crime. Probably the same as the other guys. Let's see what the other guys is. Um, Here we go. Yep, action, comedy, crime. Yep. They're all that action, comedy, crime genre. Okay. Anyway, I haven't seen Two Guns or Painting Gain, but I have seen the other guys. Let me know. Hit me up. Is Two Guns and Painting Gain worth watching? Which one's funnier? Which one's more action-y? <laughs> which one has better action and which one's funnier? That's what I really want to know. Let me know. If you had to choose one movie on a desert island and your two choices were Two Guns and Pain and Gain for some reason, those were the only two DVDs left on Earth, which one would you take? You also have access to a DVD player on the desert island, so that's not a problem. But um, yeah, which one would you take? All right. Uh, 2013, Lone Survivor. He plays... Marcus Luttrell. Uh, I have not seen Lone Survivor either, but I hear Lone Survivor is a great movie. Um, 2014, Transformers, Age of Extinction. So that's when he hops in. 2014 is when he finally hops into that, the the old Transformers franchise. I don't think I've seen that one either, but never really got hooked on... I was never a big fan of the Transformers. Like, I don't know. Like, was that a big thing for people, like, growing up or something? Here's a movie I saw in theaters. 2014, The Gambler. A weird movie. He plays Jim Bennett. He plays, like, an English professor. But it's, like, a little-known Mark Wahlberg movie, for sure. Not a lot of people know about The Gambler. It was okay. 2015 Mojave he plays Norman I have no idea what that is all about so I'm not going to worry about it it's going to keep moving 
keep this train on the rails, keep myself close to the boat. I'm not swimming too far from the boat right now. I'm staying close, but I'm also staying loose over here. I'm stretching out. I think it's important to stretch. Like you gotta stay, keep your muscles flexible, stay limber. That's why I recommend for all you listening out there. If you're in a place where you can stretch, go ahead and stretch out a little. Touch the ground. Do something. Reach for the sky. Do the starfish pose. Anyway. <laughs> I'm getting a little sidetracked here. Uh, 2015. Entourage. He plays himself in the movie. I saw that one. That was uh, Russell Wilson was in that too. The Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty good movie. 2015. Ted 2. 2015, another Will Ferrell buddy movie, Daddy's Home. Except I guess they're not really buddies because he's like the stepdad or whatever and Will Ferrell's, or is, no, Will Ferrell's the stepdad and and Mark Wahlberg's the real dad. I I haven't seen it, but (laughs) I've gathered this from, I've seen bits and pieces, remember uh, FX? Saw bits and pieces on FX. Fearless, FX Fearless. 2016, he's in Deep Water Horizon. Um, the movie about that's the movie about like the oil spill. 2016, he's also in Patriots Day. He plays Tommy Saunders in Deep Water Horizon. He was Mike Williams, and in Daddy's Home, he was Dusty Mayron. <laughs> A funny name, Dusty Mayron. But I did not see Patriots Day was the one about the Boston Marathon. Did not see that one either. 2017, Transformers The Last Night. Plays Cade Yeager. Did not see it. Remember, not a big fan of Transformers. 2017, also in Daddy's Home 2. He plays Dusty again. 2017... All the Money in the World plays Fletcher Chase. I There was some sort of controversy. I'm going to click on All the Money in the World. Wasn't there like some sort of controversy around this movie? Like, I think someone, uh, someone got cut out of that movie. I can't remember, but I'm sure someone will let me know. Uh, 2018... He's in Mile 22. He plays James Silva. What was this one? Mile 22. An elite American intelligence officer aided by a top secret tactical command unit tries to smuggle a mysterious police officer with sensitive information out of Indonesia. I have no idea what Mile 22 was all. I do not even remember that movie coming out. And then also 2018, he was in Instant Family. He plays Pete. Instant Family is when a couple finds themselves in over their heads when they foster three children. He stars alongside Rose Byrne. She's great from Bridesmaids um, and Spy. Oh, we'll have to do a... Melissa McCarthy episode for sure. Definitely do a Melissa McCarthy episode in the future. I think I've already mentioned that last episode actually. Uh, 
Anyway, Instant Family, what I was looking for... Oh, yes. It was directed by a dude named Sean Anders. And Sean Anders, I think he was on... Pete Holmes' podcast, another podcast plug for a different podcast, podcast plug alert, beep, 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 <laughs> but um, Pete Holmes' podcast, you made it weird, um, I believe Sean Anders was on that this past winter, he was promoting Instant Family, so what else did Sean, Sean Anders directed Sex Drive, remember uh, Sex Drive? From 2008, it was the like that road trip movie. I think it was about it was like the original Catfish or something like about the guy who was going to meet the girl he met on the internet. They did like the road trip to go meet her or something. Um, yeah. So, and then he oh Sean Anders also directed Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home Two. So we got that connection there. So let's go back to Mark Wahlberg, and then 2019, all he has is um, a little crime drama mystery called Wonderland. So he plays um, so an ex-felon named Spencer, who spells his name S-P-E-N-S-E-R. It's a weird name to spell Spencer. Returns to Boston's Criminal Underworld, another Boston movie, another Boston crime movie, to unravel a twisted murder conspiracy. So, Alan Arkin is in it as well. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, it's directed by Peter Berg. So, Peter Berg is from, uh, what, Friday Lights? Friday Night Lights? Uh, 2019, it doesn't have an exact release date, so just look for that one this year, and that is all, holy Toledo, we did it baby, we did it folks, we made it people, we just looked through all of Mark Wahlberg's IMDB page for his acting credits, so, now that we're all done with that, Time to do his top three movies and his bottom three. So, I definitely... Here we go. Top three. Off the top of the head, we got Ted, for sure. Uh, we got Ted, the other guys, and I would have to go The Departed. Looks like I gotta go... I think if we're gonna have to choose an order, it's gonna be that order as well. I think... Ted is probably, Ted is my favorite movie with Mark Wahlberg, then the other guys, then, oh, do I go, that's a tough one, do I go The Fighter or The Departed, I think I'm gonna go The Fighter instead of The Departed, okay, yeah, I'm switching them out, so let's go Ted, The Other Guys, The Fighter, and then if we have to do the number four, we'll do The Departed at number four. Okay. So now that we have that figured out, let's do his bottom three here. So bottom three, it's kind of, it's going to be random because there's so many. Unlike Will Ferrell, like I had seen like 
almost all of Will Ferrell's movies. There's a lot of Mark Wahlberg movies I have not seen. So for his bottom three, we'll put let's put both transform. We'll put Transformers: Age of Extinction and Transformers: The Last Night. And let's go. Mm, I hate to do it. I hate to do it to my dude, but I gotta go. The Gambler. I just, <laughs> I remember the Gambler. Like I saw it in theaters by myself, and I was like, "What is like? What am I watching Mark Wahlberg do right now?" He was like, he was like holding an umbrella and sitting by a pool and like wearing cool sunglasses and stuff. And I couldn't really figure out what I was watching, so I think I'm gonna have to throw the Gambler in there. So yeah, both the Transformers movies and then The Gambler for the bottom three. Alright, so we got the top three movies figured out. We got the bottom three movies figured out. And now, in accordance with what I did last episode, if you'll remember, at the end of last episode... We looked up a fact from Robert Goulet, Robert Goulet, from his uh, Wikipedia page. And we said that we would make that a regular part of the podcast. So let's do that right now. Mm. A Grammy and Tony Award winner, his career spanned almost six decades. All right, I think that's that sounds good to me. It sounds like an interesting fact. Um, here, let's see. Uh, he graduated from Victoria School of the Arts and the Royal Conservatory of Music. Let's see where the the Royal Conservatory of Music. That sounds like a cool place, like a Harry Potter place. Doesn't that sound like some school in Hogwarts? The Royal Conservatory of Music. I love it. But it's a place in... It's a non-profit music education institution and performance venue headquartered in Toronto. So, yeah. Cool. That's what that is. And that's what Mark Wahlberg is all about. Man, we did it. We did it. Pat yourself on the back right now. Give yourself a pat on the back. Because you made it. I'm going to do my plugs once more. Check me out, christtheauthor.com. Check me out on Twitter, at christtheauthor8. Uh, check out my books on Amazon, Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town, and what's in the fridge. And um, check out my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, second episode, A Star's Born. Mark Wahlberg, we did it, people. We did it. Thank you so much. And remember, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a coworker, tell a toll booth operator, tell a cashier at the grocery store, to even tell the, the beggar. 
tell the person begging your groceries, be like, hey man, you listen to the podcast? Like, check out this podcast, A Star is Born. It's awesome. He talks about movies. He talks about actors and actresses, but he gets off track a lot. So don't get too worried because remember the motto of the podcast. There are no rules in the podcast. Thank you so much. I love you.